probably am gonna say uh and um a oh, whole I, lot. Yeah, it's fine. I do like without knowing it. I hope I don't say like like a bad girl. I'll try and call you up. I murder it like I always. I murder this. I, I say um um for the first of the watch like if yeah. I don't have an agenda, so I don't know what the hell we're about to talk about. Yeah. So I was like, oh shit, hope this goes okay. Cool. Okay, so what I'm gonna do is though, I'll probably just like after we haven't been talking for the past. Like, yeah. I'm like, welcome to the show. I mean, yeah. it's probably well worth it. Um, and then uh, yeah, quick chatter. Let me also say, hey, I'll just ask what you've been up to, and then. Um, It'll start to roll from there. I'll, okay. once, but once we hit that point, I'll be pretty much as lost as I'll ever be. So it'll be perfect. <laughs> perfect. Um, okay. Well, Madison, thanks for coming on my show. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, your full name is it Madison Noel? And then, um, <laughs> I'm going to let you keep going. <laughs> yeah, Perry, right? It's Perry. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I was thinking, sorry. I had to spit it out. So Madison Mad- Noel Perry. Right. Yeah. And that's, um, what is, where, where are you from originally? Did you, I, I grew up in Tawasson. Oh, okay. So, right. like, so you're from yeah, BC. Yeah. Okay, just cool. outside of Vancouver. Right. Um, but yeah, I was supposed to actually be born on Christmas day. That was my, um, due date. Right. And so okay. my mom went with Noel for my last name. And right. then I was two weeks late, 10 pounds, seven ounces. Thank God I lost that weight. <laughs> wow. 10 pounds, seven ounces. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Baby I weight. Was, I was a healthy baby. Um, and then yeah, ended up, uh, it, my middle name is N O E L L E, so it's apparently like the I didn't know your last. I mean, I thought I knew your last name when I mentioned it, but then I was all, I just always say, saw your name as Madison Noel whenever I see things, or then Maddie. Oh, cool. And then, okay. uh, um, and then I saw I just I don't know I just caused like brain fart for a second. But anyway, that's okay. Um, so when did you move here to Whistler? You've been living in Whistler for um, a long time. Yeah, I grew, I grew up coming here my whole life. Like always, uh, my sisters have, we have a different dad, same mom, different dad. So their dad is Todd Friesen, who has been like in the industry here for forever. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Ah, yeah, T-Dot. I didn't know that. Cool. <laughs> yeah, he, he ran uh, rentals and retail for mm-hmm. Worcester Black Home for, I think, like 28 or 30 years or something. He and just retired a couple years ago. Doesn't have a sh- I think he has he opened up a shop or something in the village. Yeah, a little, premium. Like, yeah, premium right there. Premium Whistler. So anybody who doesn't know what the hell's going on here, sorry, we're in Whistler. It's just, <laughs> I don't know, sometimes people watch, I get beers from like really random places. Cool. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so Madison lives in Worcester, so do I, but um, has been here for, yeah, a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in the greatest part of Canada. Yeah. yeah, we're on the right end of it anyway, right? I think. <laughs> I mean, there's lots of great places in Canada. So I just drove across the country and it was awesome. I'm biased. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah, I guess you grew up here. Oh, yeah. you did? You drove across? Yeah, I'm a transplant. Well, I did just to visit my mom before oh, everything nice. went haywire again. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, I kind of knew you were from BC. Mm-hmm. I just figured I'd ask that. Everybody else Where are you know. from? Uh, just outside of Toronto, Ontario, like, oh, in, okay. like in the sticks farmland. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Uh, okay, so... Um, I, 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 you've been in town for a while, but you told me when we first started, before, well, we were talking about it earlier, um, you are a real estate agent in town. Yes. Right? So we'll talk about work first because it'll kind of warm us up. <laughs> okay. um, but it's, been a, bit an, it's been an on and off thing, right? For you, like a little bit, you were on it, then you went away and came back and did it again. Yeah. Yeah. So I basically, so I did, I moved here full time to Whistler in 2007. Right. And then I got into real estate in 2012. I grew up with my dad being a real estate agent. Oh, okay. So totally my whole life, like I was doing open houses with my dad and like, I have a ridiculous open house story with my, with my father when I was young. If you want to tell Um, it, you're welcome to tell it. Yeah. Well, long story short is that I was like so bored. I would be so bored. I used to ride horses when I was growing up. So normally he'd just drop me off and like, I'd just ride horses and do whatever. And then he'd come pick me up. But this one time I like was hanging out at this open house with him. 
And I was, I like walked up the dining room, didn't have a dining room table because it was just a brand new built house. And yeah. But there was this beautiful big chandelier like up above. Yeah. And I was just like, I think I was like maybe, I don't know, six or seven or something or no, I must have been like maybe eight. I don't know how old I was. And I Last stood year. up, I stood up to the thing and it was like just above my head. And I was like, right. oh, I'm like, I clear it. I'm like, I'm going to do a cartwheel. <laughs> Not factoring in my arms. Oh no. <laughs> so I did a cartwheel under this thing and just like obliterated really? the, <laughs> the chandelier. <laughs> Needless to say, my dad was very upset with me. Um, but anyway, so that started off my real estate career. Right, sweet. And so uh, stage your house. Yep. 2012, I got back. I went. I moved from Whistler. I had one of those moments where you're like, you just think that you know you need to grow up. You're like, this is la la land, and I live in a fairy tale, and I need to leave this place and have mm -hmm. a career. And yeah. so I left and went down to Tawasin again, where I grew up, and then I got into real estate. Then. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, and I did that down there for two years. I mean, it was still like really hardcore recession at that point. So I had right. like four, four listings that I like pretty right, like right off the bat. And yeah. I could not sell them. Like right. it was, nobody was buying, you couldn't even give homes away to people. Like it was just a different time back then. So I guess it's, yeah, because people were, they had homes to sell, but no one had money to buy one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. And I think I can't remember even off the top of my head, but I think mortgage rates were just like way different at that point and stuff too. So it was just crazy. Yeah. Like, like I remember in 2010 when I got my first mortgage, my mortgage rate was like 4.2. Yeah. But then like a little bit later, I got it to like 2.8 or something like that. Okay, and now I yeah. think it's like, I think I got another one just recently. It was like, I don't know. What are they now? They're not like. They're like, I have some clients getting ones at like 1.65. Oh my God. Like wow. it's like ridiculous. I was doing, yeah. you know what? I was doing the math the other day with Smiley. I was talking to him. Uh, he's a real estate agent too. And we were looking at, oh, sorry. And then after the podcast, I went and checked. I went and Googled real estate um, or sorry, um, uh, interest rates in like the mm -hmm. 80s. And it was like 20%. Mm -hmm. I can't, I mean, money was different back then for sure. But yeah. It's crazy how much, and then someone gets a big home and then they have the mortgage rate goes up 2% and makes their mortgage payments massive. I know. I'd bet, right? Yeah, definitely. But then, <laughs> yeah, and then you moved up here and then, but you weren't, then you moved back up here in 2006, 17, 16? 17. Yeah, uh, 2015 I came right, back. Cool. Um, so I was kind of gone for like kind of three years. Right. And then, yeah, moved back up here, started working for a luxury um uh, rental company. Right. Um, we, that was like, I was a concierge and stuff like that, which was a really cool experience with them. Premium, premium experiences. Well, they, do they, do they operate houses in, um, yeah, like uh, Caden, Stonebridge and Caden Wood, Stonebridge. Oh, yeah. Cool. Although, yeah. Right. Yeah. Everywhere cool. around Sweet. town. Yeah. So that was awesome. And then it kind of put me back into like the, uh, you know, housing right. scenario. Cause I got out of real estate in like 2014 and then just worked as like back in the real, in the, um, restaurant industry for right. a year. Didn't you, weren't you like, um, um, I think someone's texting me. My phone's going fuzzy right now. I can hear it in the, in the headphones. Oh, hilarious. Um, uh, sorry. Um, didn't you, weren't you like a guide, like a um, yes. ATV guide? How did you know that? Because I knew, I used to work for Whistler Blackham and you guys you did, did his research. Uh, I should remember. Uh, <laughs> okay. You used to do, I don't know how I remember, but you used to do that because I used to work on the mountain and you would do oh, okay. the Crystal Hut stuff, right? Or no? no well, um, we did, like I worked for Outdoor Adventures and I, right. that's what I, so I moved here, like no joke, the day after I graduated high school. Oh, so cool. like I left my like prom early because I had to like, <laughs> really? I had to leave Whistler or I had to leave Tawasin the next morning at 5 a.m. to like come up here. And I started, I already had found my house and everything. And I started oh. work at Outdoor Adventures like that next day because wow. it was like summertime for them. So yeah, I did ATV tour guiding for three years mm -hmm. and we started on Whistler Mountain. So we were kind of just up at Olympic, uh, 
or mid station. Right. And then from there we go all the way up and do the peak and then like come down. It was, it was such a that's fun cool. job. Were you in an ad? Maybe that's what I saw. Were you in an ad? Yeah. I was, Maybe that's why I knew that. I was, yeah. Right. I think during the times it's been, there's been lots of ads. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right. You must see the funny stuff in that job. Like people like who can't function on a, on a four wheeler. Oh, they're, they're governed, right? It's yeah, they're, they are. Keep yeah. talking for a second. I'm going to check my, okay. Yeah, no, it is like, there's some people that are, like have absolutely no idea what they're doing and they're so scared of it like we used to always get um like you know in march like the, all the mexicans that would come out and like some of them were just haywire and like so crazy and they would just fishtail all over the place and like sending it off of like side banks and stuff and then you have the other ones that like literally like touch the like right. <laughs> touch the throttle and just like <laughs> sent it it was really entertaining yeah like just, that must be it must be like, I mean, you guys get to rip around, which is kind of cool, but you but it's still probably it must be boring after a while. I mean, teaching people, I guess the the worst was snowmobile tour guiding. Right. It was so cold. Yeah. It was like 12 hour days. Like yeah. the way it's structured is like, if you were on the morning tour, then you got to have the precedence for the rest of the day. Like if, right. if more tours booked, like you could just work, keep working longer and stuff. So right. I would always start morning tour and I yeah. just work through evening. And it was great. Cause you'd get, I mean, I was like 18 when I first moved here and I, mm. you get like a, breakfast lunch and dinner like served oh, to you if you did the sweet. tours so i was like making money making tips not paying yeah. for food it was like pretty it's, hilarious those kind of links in this town like being able to do something like that like yeah. if you work in a restaurant i mean restaurant works one thing but just being able to do that and then like yeah you can you can cut your expenses down but you know whatever like 50 percent a month <laughs> and it was seriously good food yeah, too you're doing tours every day like colin colin's still around now i can't remember his last name but he like cooked for us all the time on the mountain like right. the most amazing barbecue dinners like yeah. chicken breast and sam salmon and like uh baked potato corn everything the whole and it was so yeah. delicious yeah it's like getting heli belly right like when you go to a heli yeah. just eat good food all day yeah yeah is that why you're kind of like into dirt you're like into dirt biking now or you were before did you grow up into dirt biking and yeah so i actually got into atving because i grew up atving hmm. so um cool. for me it was like i, I it was so funny because i had gone in grade 12 out to Princeton to visit a friend and we just like ripped on ATVs and it had actually been like two or three years since I had owned my own like ATV with my right. dad and stuff. And in my head, I was like, damn, this is so fun. Like, what can <laughs> yeah. I do as a job yeah. that has to do with ATVing? And I know this like, sounds so funny, but I just, I did. I like looked it up at like at on the internet at that time. I think I had like AOL or something like that. Oh, man. And I was like, okay, yeah. what do I do? And it came up as like, whist like Whistler ATV guides or whatever. And I yeah. was like, that's what I'll do. And I had totally enrolled in, I was meant to go to college and do the whole thing. I was going to do business marketing, all right. that stuff. And then I just canceled it all. And I just thought I'm taking a year Dope. off. That's good. Like everybody does in Whistler. It yeah. kind of works out, right? Like if you're, if you have a goal, you're just like, I, I don't, I'm not going to generalize, but like if you're somewhat <laughs> driven or it's, I just not, you just, it just kind of works out. You don't really have to always go to school. I went to school and I, I mean, I'm glad I did, but I didn't really, I mean, now I'm just hosting podcasts in my kitchen. <laughs> so I don't know if it's different anybody. Hey, you know, it's everybody. Yeah. yeah. It, it's good for everybody in different ways. I mean, I, I don't know. I had the fear of God in me about school because right. I, I, for me, I had, I had other like family members and other friends that were older than me and stuff that had gone to school mm -hmm. and were just in like major student debt and stuff. And, and then they didn't, and they, right. they, um, change paths like while they were in school you know yeah. and for me it didn't come out down to money it was about the time right. like my time was so valuable to me that I'm like and I just didn't have a 100% clear path on what I wanted to do yeah. and so 
I knew business marketing management, that would all be something that would benefit me no matter what, but I didn't want to spend four or five years in a, in a, a university and then just not use it or switch paths and just lose that. I felt like I was scared to lose that time. It makes so. sense. I mean, I, I did this when I went, yeah, I mean, I can, I can relate because I went to college just for two years, got a marketing and advertising di- diploma. Yeah. Or, I think it's a certificate. I'm not sure what they call it. <laughs> it's budget. But uh, yeah, I think, but then like you just, it does make sense to, you know, to, a lot of people take a year off and they just kind of don't go back. But if you had the, uh, if you had the motivation to go and do it, but just decided not to, you knew it was a smart thing to do, mm-hmm. but then you would have had to, you would, you would have gone to real estate school pretty early on then too then. Right? Well, 2012, yeah, but that's a real estate school is a joke. <laughs> I mean, right. it was, sorry, and well, everybody and their dog does it, and then you either right. follow through with it or you don't. don't. But it's like there's there's math and there's law, and it's really it's just super tricky to learn. Right. Um, but um, unfortunately, uh, we just lost an amazing human that um, used to teach like seriously almost every single person I've ever known of being in real estate in the past like ten years was oh, really? would go to school through this guy named Fred, oh, and wow. Fred um, was like so so well known, and he just passed away like a couple weeks ago. Oh, unfortunately yeah right. but anyway so you would go to him and he would teach you he'd want he had, he was like incredible he had a photographic yeah. memory yeah and uh he would just like teach you exactly like he, we, we would get textbooks like this big right like from that were sent to you in the mail and then he would condense it down to like just a couple books you needed to know and he was really? like he's like this is all you need to know to pass your test you just have to memorize 1000 questions and if you get you know x amount of them right you're good like 100 of them right you're good to go so it was incredible. Then I ended up because the first time I was in real estate, I passed with like 75%, I think. Oh, nice. And Good. you, at that time you needed 60% to pass. Oh yeah. It's, it's so <laughs> funny. What, what is it higher now? Yeah. They upped it now to 70% to pass. I think. Right. Well, I think I can't remember. It's been a while since I mean, I've my college it, but... was my passing grade in college was 60%. I never went and I got like 68. <laughs> oh, nice. But yeah, I, you, you know go. what? I'm going to check this out. We might deposit for a second. Okay. Casual with Ryan Proctor. See you of your podcast? Why? I mean, I I wrote wore I wore casual clothes today because I like the name so much. I just hear the words on it so much now. Like I'll hear somebody go, and I'm like, ugh. But um, anyway, I'm just I'm not changing it. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. So uh, people were texting me, so I was just getting kind of frustrated because I wanted to hear you talking about it. I hear like um. Like it's the fuzzy Beeping. noise. Yeah. Uh, that's what the headphones from the are vibrating. Here. Yeah. Or okay. just from the signal. Anyway, whatever it was, stop now. So. <laughs> okay, great. But yeah, you were saying that like um, people either they take the class and they, or they don't. Yeah. Um, or they, so they, so take, they all six take weeks. It. Right. It's like you're done in six weeks and oh. then you book your exam and stuff, which will take another like, uh, probably like a month. Right. So it's like six weeks of intense work. And that schoolwork is like, like for me when I was doing it, I studied for like minimum, like maybe nine hours a day. Oh, like it's I a treat, scene, right? I treated it like it was 100% my full-time job to yeah. like just memorize constantly. And then you're just, once you start to understand the math and stuff in the law, you just start doing practice exams. Right. You time yourself and then you just do practice exams for like weeks. And when you start constantly passing with like right. 70, you know, 75% or better or whatever, then you're yeah. like, okay, I can do this. <laughs> Wow. Okay, cool. I, I mean, I knew, I heard that it was intense and I've heard just various reviews of it all, but like if it's mm-hmm. hard, what's something's weird still happening. 
Well, maybe um, we're doomed with this podcast. No, we're know. good. No, it's fine for sure. I mean, it's, doesn't, it doesn't happen all the time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like I guess uh, I just I just know it's like real estate's bumping right now. So it's good. To, yeah. I mean, it's been good to be in it for sure. Real estate has been on yeah. fuego for I would say the last three years for sure. Yeah, it's. I, I'm going to move off real estate soon because I'm sure people are like, oh my god. But um, <laughs> I, but I have a question about. Do you have like before this whole shutdown stuff happened, did you have like a lot of international clients and do you have those still now looking around for future prospects? Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay. I mean, what's, what's for me, what I think what's going to be super interesting is that our, I think our international clientele really increases in the winter, Sure. right? Yeah. Um, people come here, especially when I think they all bought us, then people with the Epic Pass and stuff would like be coming mm. here more often. And about that. Right. yeah, and I, and they had never been here before, but then they ride our mountains, they fall in love. They realize right. that there's, you know, it's a beautiful place place to be and right. that they can make revenues on their pro- property when they're not there and sure. then and basically just what they care about for the most part is that it, it pays for itself right like if it just pays for itself and they have a place here then usually they're pretty stoked and they come here one to two times a winter or something and have right. an epic because uh, most places like um you can uh like put into a rental pool Mm-hmm. You don't want to live in it, right? Good. Yeah, like there's lots of property management companies out there now that you can like just totally get like hire one of them to run it for you. Right. And then there's some of them that have like front desk uh, services so that they'll right. actually, you could just have it at the front desk and they'll just run it for you as well. Cool. So, yeah. But anyway, so international clients, yes, oh, yeah. they're normally there like in the winter times for sure, especially like January every year usually has a big increase, like a big spike. Right. Um, so I re- look forward to seeing what's going to happen this January. Right. Um, but you know what? Like throughout COVID though, there was like, I don't know if anybody was watching my Instagram. I have like these, the highlights of like, I did the progression yeah. of COVID, like the, like I tried to do it once a week and then it went to like once every three weeks and then once every month. And it's then hard. To so, be regular or something for sure. Yeah. yeah. But um, it was insane the amount of money that was transacting. And I mean, there was constantly like $8 million sale, $10 million sale, wow. $7 million sale, six minutes, $8 million. And then it was like wow. unbelievable. And I think it was all like, I think a lot from like, there's like Singapore, Hong Kong, right. uh, Australia, and then like, yeah, surely United States for right. sure. So there was an influx of that happening. And I think like in, I didn't like look at all my stats and stuff before I came on this podcast, but, um, I know that like in September we had like an absolutely outrageous month. And I think like over 80,000 or $80 million was transacted just in like single family homes alone or something. So in Whistler, in Whistler, just in Whistler. So like if you're looking at the graph from like 2014, it's kind of like this and it's like, you know, kind of constantly going up. And then (laughs) September 2020 was like just up, just off the charts. Like, I wonder what the, <laughs> it sounds, it sounds crazy. I just, I guess people have money. If people have money, have money. Yeah. And right. well they do. And I think it's about where you put your money. And I think, I guess it was, and I mean, you probably sit here and talk to Maggie Thornhill or John right. Ryan and they'll maybe have a, d- a different sure. explanation for you. But I mean, what I've been talking about is that, um, it's basically like, the the stocks were so volatile and nobody really knew what the heck was going to be happening there right. of course tons of fear in that market right. so then it went from them being like let's put money into brick and mortar and so. canada's a pretty good market to invest in as far as housing stuff goes because there's no volatility like the american market where like political volatility changes everything right and i guess and here we don't have like like in vancouver now they've implemented all these different taxes and stuff so we have like the vacant home tax that's not which up is here in, no it ends at lions bay oh wow yeah so and then there's also the um um, foreign buyers tax 
which also isn't up here. So foreign buyers club. So that's like, and that's, 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 and there's a speculation tax too, right? If you buy and live in or something. Yeah. That's like the speculation tax is the same thing as the vacancy tax. I'm okay, pretty sure. Right. But anyways, it's, so it gets, it's incredibly confusing. Uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's, I'm sure it uh, like, that's probably why it takes long to finish to do that, to do the test and get certified is so hard. Yeah. Because what you just talked about, everything you have to know, right? Yeah. Um, and it just literally changes on the daily though right. too. Like yeah. GST tax stuff, everything changes on the daily. So, I mean, for me, it's like, I know my, I know real estate. Like right. I know the transaction. I know the the prices for places, the market values, things mm-hmm. like that. I mean, everything that's like, you got to talk to a lawyer for the lawyer stuff. You got to talk to an accountant for the account. You got to talk to a mortgage broker. For yeah. Like, it's everybody's got their own roles. And it's cause when I, I purchased a couple of homes in my past and, um, yeah, Places and I always find like somebody's. It's like, hey, you talk to one person. And that person's like, yeah, I go to this guy. I go to this guy. It's like, I, I went through a broker both times, but it seems like uh, everyone's got to get something. Like the circle of people is is pretty large. Yeah. Of who has to sign stuff and stuff you don't have to you have to know, but you don't have to know about it because the lawyer takes care of it. Yeah. But then you kind of have to know. Yeah, exactly. I know every, trust me, everybody comes to me wanting, I just, they want a one-stop shop and they want to know everything from me. And I'm like, (laughs) I try my best, but you have to tread lightly though. Cause I don't want to give people like the wrong misinformation and stuff like that. So, well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure cause it says it ruins a deal or something like that. And then, oh God, the stress, I I don't know. It's never happened to me in my life though. I'm worried about little squeaky sounds on my computer and I can't (laughs) imagine what it's like to have like a few million dollars in line when you're like, I just forgot to fill out that one part of the form and now it's done. Oh man, it's, I, it, I have this ongoing joke that's like one realtor year is equivalent to like three or four years in somebody else's normal life. Like I think I'm aging at a rapid pace right now. (laughs) (laughs) It seems like the stress is so intense. But then it seems like you're like, it's such a weird not a weird thing, but like you're, you're working when no one else is working. So when everybody has time off, they, they come to see you cause you have to work on weekends and work nights or like mm-hmm. we have to close the deal by Sunday cause I gotta be in, we had to be wherever by Monday morning. So it's like, mm-hmm. you're kind of at the mercy of it all, which seems oh, like, yeah. it's almost like you're an emergency service in some respects yeah. because you're like, you work on all of a sudden, boom, I got to close this deal. And then there's, I don't, do you, you don't sit like, you don't, you deal with other realtors. Um, like, do you guys like, yes. do you guys like talk? No, Are you kidding. like, yeah. Whoa! <laughs> Just kidding. Beep. I can beep it. Uh, do you like? Do you ever? Is there like ever like heated battles? Like, have you ever seen something where it's like, like a f- like? I guess it's just you and another realtor. There's never the both buyer and seller in the same room. Because I never. No, t- I mean back in my dad's age, that definitely would happen. Right. But no, everything is like you know online and virtual and stuff. Right. So, um, but. I mean, sure. Have times been heated before? Definitely. I mean, right. we're like, we're like defending, everybody's defending their own client. So right. things will normally get heated. And to be honest with you, I think I'll totally admit it. Like when I first started in this career in Whistler, yeah. I kind of came out of the gates hot cause it was a really intense market. It right. was really, it was like, like when I started with the dream team, it was like 2000, the very beginning of 2017. And it was, um, just multiple offers after multiple offers after right. multiple. It was like, it's that crazy. is the most stress. P, P, your clients are being like, how come you can't tell me the price of what the other person? And I'm like, because it's, that's the way we do it here. Like everything's, everything's yeah. a blind bid. Like you just have to put in the most money that you're comfortable to put in. And it's the, it's the hands down, probably the most stressful situation to be in, in a buying scenario. Yeah. And 
it's just like it, it's and it's a guess it's like it's like it's rolling like the dice right? in vegas you're just like i don't yeah. know like okay let's try it out i mean you can go based on some you know research and facts but at the end of the day if you've got five people that are submitting an offer on a place i mean like even like gondola village right now like legoland i mean right. those are, i live there i can't believe it's going how <laughs> yeah, expensive like that place they're, is they're constantly in multiple offers still right now and really? one yeah like a a a top floor um, one that have like 300 square foot patios that just the woman there purposefully the woman that listed it was from Squamish she purposefully listed it low because she wanted multiple offers and then I think four offers came in and it's just like yeah it's where what price do you put it in you know like strategy to it because like I've I remember having to wait for an offer I put in it's on the on the conditions and stuff and just like some they'll be like, oh, well, somebody else, opt- the real estate agent, oh, somebody offered this much. We know that happened. They have like insiders yeah. somehow. It's like, uh, and you're yeah. deciding if you offer more. If you, and then you're like, you hit the point where it's been appraised by this much. Like, uh, and you can, you've had it inspected, but you're not sure what's going to happen behind those walls. You're like, mm-hmm. uh. so as a buyer, it's like, I mean, it's stressful. And then as yeah. a seller, you're like, I need to keep everybody happy. And mm-hmm. Yeah. There's lots of politics behind it. I mean, I've won a lot of multiple offers um, just through my tactics of like, like I love getting (laughs) my clients to write letters, like heartfelt letters. Really? Like, yeah, to give to the sellers. Wow. No no one writes letters anymore. Yeah. And that just puts a little bit of a personal aspect behind it and stuff for sure. But I mean, it all comes down to like your timing and like lots of different things. And so... Yeah, but I mean, ultimately, I just think too, like it's one of, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be, you know, and if it's Uh, not, then. I had it kind of always, I guess, right? Because I remember, um, anyway, you know what? Yep. Uh, I think real estate's going to be a, busy hot, uh, hot <laughs> yeah, topic for a long time yeah for sure podcast. i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about with real estate so but um yeah no so other than that like you seem like you're busy all the time mm-hmm. but like you do you snowboard and you sk- snowboard you don't snowboard and ski you just snowboard right? yeah no i do both oh, you do both yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. i grew up snowboarding i think i started snowboarding when i was like 11 where did you go when you were a kid it was to there's no re- no, my dad used to live, um, my parents separated when I was two. Oh, okay. So my dad used to live in Kelowna and stuff. And we used to go to Big White. I think that oh, right. Big White is where I first, like, first sort of rode with my dad. And then, again, it was just from my sisters, from Todd being up here. Right. Like, he, I, we just all, con- my sisters brought me up here all the time. Like, That's so, cool. so this was my other, like, home hill. Because right. back in those days, like, Whistler Black Home would give you family passes and stuff. Yeah. And so... Then it was like, you know, I'd come up and go skiing and I'd get the newest rentals and the newest gear. Yeah, and right. I, know, I was pretty, I was very blessed. They used that. to give away that stuff when I worked for Zabacom. They they had like, you'd get the um, free rentals. You'd get like so many passes, lift yeah. tickets for the day. And then like, they had these big awards and the big dinners. It was pretty crazy back then. I remember. Yeah. Uh, A lot yeah, more so, fun. <laughs> yeah. And that would, like even when I got here in, 03, in 03, I first got my job with Sir Black Home. Mm. I mean, that was a while ago, but not mm. what it was like in the 90s when there right. were separate mountains and stuff. And I always hear these stories. And I think every generation hears these stories of what it was like and they think, wow, it would have been so cool. But like when you talk about your time here and like the free pass, that kind of stuff, and someone you talk to is like, oh, well, yeah, but back in the 90s, it was this. Mm-hmm. But then someone who just experiences now, mm-hmm. 20 years from now, we'll talk about, yeah, we used to, we used to you know, we used to pass was a 1200 bucks. And you're like, what? It's yeah, like, yeah. It's so weird how those generations <laughs> just Watch them skip. be double that price in yeah. that long amount of time. But it's tough because, or cool, because what it does is it gets people who somehow work here or relatives get to go ski and get into skiing. And now mm-hmm. you live here and spend money here and you make a life here, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a cool, it's one of those, I don't know very many people who actually are from, it's cliche, I don't know many people who are from Vancouver or from Whistler. Yeah. Like maybe, I know I get that all the time when people right. are like, oh yeah, where'd you grow up? And I'm like, just in outside Vancouver. They're like, oh, so you're like, 
really local. Yeah. Well, there's people I know in Vancouver have never been up here. And I, I, yeah. I don't, oh, I'm like the majority of my friends from high school, like because I had the influence from my sisters and sure. stuff. Yeah. I mean, Whistler was a major part of my life growing up, but like all of my other friends from high school, other than like a couple hamp, like Taylor Godberg, mm-hmm. like her and I went to school together. We went yeah. to the same high school and stuff. And so, but other than that, like there's barely anybody I know that ever even comes up here. It's incredible. Yeah. It's really strange because, not well, strange, but, uh, I I feel and it's just because I am a skier, but I've been to Vancouver. <laughs> like I've gone yeah. this, like I've, I've seen like I've been to a, like a racetrack to watch like a car races. Sorry, yeah. And I've seen like all these things. So it just seems, I guess, if you live in a city, you're you're not really exposed. Even the mountains are all around you. It's not your thing. It's not your thing. Yeah. No, it's yes. true. And I think to be honest, it, it's kind of funny. But I think the highway can, even though like we think it's so beautiful and everything, it can be intimidating to certain people, especially during the winter months and stuff as well. Like. It's 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 but. been like rated like the worst one of the dangerous highways in the world. Really? Yeah, and not because of how bad it is, it's because of how people can't drive. Oh god, yeah. But it's up know. against like I'm in Google right now, but it's up against like like in roads in like Indonesia and all these other places. Oh like, my gosh. Yeah, I don't know if it's just some wow bullshit story to get a like, clickbait maybe, but it was saying it was like because I mean, it, of, it could be because people are just constantly looking around like in awe about like yeah. how beautiful it. Looking at the mountains and shit, and then they just drive straight into. Somebody, oh yeah, like, I mean, we're all guilty of like whoop getting back on there. It's like the sun looks good behind the peaks or something like that. Yeah, but I guess that's because that thing is like we're all organized and we drive and one little mess up makes the whole highway go into chaos where yes. in other places it's like they just drive and it's like beep beep and they drive around they can like mm-hmm. in like other countries that's right that's but, right we have to shut the whole thing down yeah. and it's got to be this big thing i mean yeah. i i was on the highway the other day when that uh logging truck fell over oh my god yeah right oh Fuck. man you see i heard happen? i i was i was right at like i literally followed the ambulance and the fire trucks like to the scene oh my god but um but i had it was incredible. Like the forerunner that the logs had taken out was like just crumpled. Like, oh, and, and apparently they lived, apparently they were fine. That's they great. were okay. Surprising, but it's great. Yeah. Oh, I like, I drove past it and saw that. And I just was like, there's no way like there's, I like my heart sunk because I was like, there's physically no way that those people survive that. It's not right. humanly possible. And then afterwards I was like, I put it on my Instagram and everybody was texting me being like, no, no, like they're okay. They got out. They got oh. heli, heli lifted out. And, okay. Right. But yeah, anyways. No, that's times. crazy. Cause like I, I've seen, I watch, watch fail videos and I'm like, how does somebody walk away from that shit? Right. Yeah. Like people get, but whenever I drive past a logging truck, even after that one that flipped a few years ago and the motorcyclist got, got uh, hurt or passed away, unfortunately, but oh, uh, yeah, he flipped right by Nordic under the bridge there. Oh, a logging truck. Yeah. In Nordic. Yeah. Right. I, it Where like was I? that big long, <laughs> I'm probably selling homes in Vancouver. It's probably <laughs> sweating again about a test, but it was the big bend there. Oh, um, okay. And it flipped. Hmm. But every time I drive by, I don't know what the rules are, or what it look, but uh, optics are everything. And it looks like right. those things are way overloaded all the time. It oh, looks like man. those logging trucks are all over the map. Yeah. But I, what I was going to get at is that I feel like when you were a kid and uh, people who are younger, or whatever, the highway was a shit show at one point to get up. It was like really harsh. Oh. So anybody who you probably just. It wasn't worth risking your life to come up. And oh, then you yeah. just kind of got in the mood of it and your parents didn't come up and you just never got into skiing and you never got into the mountains so you just don't come up. Yeah. My sister's Jennifer Friesen, Todd, Todd's daughter, and yeah. uh, and she was an Oakley rep for forever. So um, I think she did it for like, I don't even know. I won't, maybe, I won't quote her. I won't age her. But uh, <laughs> anyway, she was an Oakley rep for a long time. Yeah. And um, and I, I used to drive the highway with her all the time. She did, she had all of Western Canada. 
and I used to drive with her all the time. And I remember as a child, we used to come up at night all the time. And I remember the the gra- the concrete or the asphalt or whatever was just crumbling oh, yeah. away. And I remember there being cones everywhere, like to just signify like right. there's a cliff on the other side of the cones. Like don't go over the cliff. And I remember, but my sister was like, she's such a good driver. And right. because she did it all the time and drove all over Canada, I never... I was never like scared, but I totally remember being like, wow, like the road is giving away right here. <laughs> like I, yeah, I, I mean, you probably did it before I did, obviously, but even when I came here in 03, the highway was getting worked on kind of not really. It was still like, I came up with a guy who lived here for a long time, this guy, John Brown, killer, really good dude. Uh, he was instructor here for a long time. He used to run uh, adaptive, Whistler Adaptive. Oh yeah, not, okay. Not run it, but he was like, um, mm-hmm. anyways, part of it. Mm-hmm. But he drove me up here in like 03 and I remember just like it's old Bronco and I remember the road was pretty fucked. Like mm-hmm. even you can see the old spots that are there now. Um, but now you drive it and now it's just the danger is just full on speed and just people not paying attention because it seems like an easier drive. Yeah. But yeah, the whole thing about not coming up here, not seeing things when you're just so close to it just seems strange. Like, you know, it's like I, uh, I'm from Ontario and I've been to Tofino. Right. But people like from in like Toasin and haven't been to, you know, Victoria. Yeah. It's, I, it's, fun, it's funny how you just forget. Get or out of your bubble. About it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. But the first guy I dated in town here, which will go unnamed, um, was like from Ontario. And yeah. same thing. He had never been anywhere. He had never, other than Ontario. Yeah. Whistler was his first place he had ever been to. Oh, wow. Right. I was just, I mean, that shocked me. I grew up with my mom being a flight attendant. Right. And I oh, was wow. like, so yeah, like That's... I, as like a day trip, we'd go to Hawaii and just like, <laughs> I'd sit in the cockpit back before right. like 9-11 and, right. you know, would just enjoy be spending one day in Hawaii on the beach and then fly home the next day and wow. just, I just joined her. So, awesome. so it was, it was awesome. Damn. It was amazing. Yeah. I mean, I make it sound like it was a weekend adventure every day, every week, but it was, I mean, I probably did that maybe four or five times when I was a kid, but Still. I mean, so fun. And, uh, but yeah, he never, seriously never left Ontario. And wow. I was like, it's crazy how people just, I, I don't know if they're scared to travel or if it's just that they just didn't have that influence in their life or something. I don't know. I think it, I think there's a few things, probably scared to travel for sure, depending on how you do travel, but then people just get comfortable. And like, I, I think there aren't very many ideas in like Ontario is a great place um you go up north and you go fishing and stuff but there's no if I wasn't a skier I don't know why I would want to come to the mountains right Mm. I don't know what would drive me out here unless work or something like that and Hmm. um because where I live there's ski hills everywhere okay like with I lived like half an hour from when I used to race as a kid and stuff and um uh you could go all the time so it just you kind of thought about skiing and you'd be like you aspire to it so I guess if you're like you know, it's like, it's probably like surfing somewhere. The surfs always suck, but you can surf and you aspire to move to California. You aspire to yeah. move somewhere else. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it is. I mean, plus you also had your mom, your mom was a flight attendant. So your idea of traveling was just a lot different. Yeah. It didn't seem like, and it's expensive to travel. Yeah. Yeah. That's true too. But for sure. I, I remember going just traveling and just, when I was a kid, traveling was kind of weird because you just go to like Disney World. And then you're like, what am I, I mean, I was a kid, but like, then you grow up and you're like, oh, I'm going to go to Mexico on my own with some friends. And it's yeah. a totally different thing. Yeah. Like your blackout lights out, whatever it is, right? <laughs> but Definitely. Then, or someone gets Things get a little bit more dangerous yeah, compared right? to Disneyland. But there is probably a fear of travel for sure, I guess. But you don't have that, obviously. Uh, where's like, where's the, you've, you've traveled out of, out of the country a bunch, I'm sure, right? I mean, to be honest with you, uh, the majority of my life, I've definitely been a workaholic, but I have like, car- and I've also had Danny, like my dog, Danny. Right. Um, I just put him down in October of 2019 so it was just over yeah Yeah. so i miss him so much still but um yeah so i always had him like from i I, right after i worked at um 
outdoor adventures I got it I worked at WAG for I think like two or three years and he came in one day when I was there and then I that yeah the rest is history so um but um travel yeah I not was that like, much oh yeah basically like south central america like right. costa rica nicaragua yeah. um those places i haven't been to europe yet though oh. like i have yet to do that i have i've been to oz when i went to bali yeah. um there's a volcano erupting on lombok so yeah. when was that that wasn't long ago was it that was like a couple years it, ago it's been that volcano has been a lot more active lately because oh, okay. i've heard it happening multiple times but mine was i went in 2014 oh, okay right. yeah. yeah so but yeah. i it was great though because i actually have like family in sydney that i had never huh, met rad. and like so That's i actually cool. stayed with them for a couple of days and they're beautiful people and then i hung out in sydney for six days waiting for my flight and i rad. like fell in love with australia and i was just like I, I can't wait to go back and see more of it I'd, i would like to do like a month there or something but it's a cool place i'm sure i've never been there it sounds awesome looks awesome yeah yeah i, know. I think uh man nicaragua was in trouble right now i know i okay really so sad. i'm I, I'm, it's unfortunate and I know that it doesn't necessarily, I don't know. I, I'm really, uh, double sided on it, but I, I don't watch the news cause I just, I yeah, can't, I. I, okay, I can't physically like take it. Like my, I don't know if it's like, I'm too empathetic it's or stressful. something, but it's like, f- fucked up. I news. like, like my, my chest will tighten. I like get shortness right. of breath. I get really like nervous and stuff. So I can't watch the news, but I like what I kind of, what's, I feel like what's most important will end up showing up on like Facebook and Instagram yeah. and things like that. And you'll hear about it through the grapevine and stuff. And, um, but anyways, yeah, I just heard about Nicaragua the other day and I kind of have a bit of a special place in my heart because my uh, ex-boyfriend that I dated for a couple of years his whole family had a place down there oh, it's yeah. a really beautiful like farm that they built by hand and everything yeah. and so yeah we spent a month there um oh, uh, like you know years and years ago right. and and it's I cool just place. feel yeah so it's all completely flooded and well, disaster I and went there a couple of years ago with my buddy Jeff and a couple other friends and uh I had my appendix up 40s before I left whoa yeah I booked my trip and then I hit the floor and got I'm like my roommates are strong. I'm like I don't know, man. I hit him. I pretty much I hit sent. I hit I pit yeah. purchase. Per, yeah, and buy the was, ticket. And it was four days from now, and I was like, ah, oh, I don't feel well. My roommate's sitting oh. across the room. He's like, you okay, man? He's sitting in my studio, which is the across the room. He's like, you okay, Proctor? I'm like, ah, oh, I'm I'm okay. He's like, I'm like, but I'm like, oh, I got a cramp or something. Yeah. Within an hour, I was like on the floor. I was like, oh my god, I'm fucking dying. So he wow. takes me to the hospital, and I I go to Vancouver that night in an ambulance. And they took my appendix out. And then I was like, hey, I got a flight to Nicaragua in four days. We're like, we probably shouldn't go. And the nurse goes, you probably go. Yeah, <laughs> so I I'm love like, it. I'm like, yes. Oh so then, gosh. yeah, but I went down there. And I want to go back because I spent the first two weeks just like kind of being, Chilling. being a pain in the ass with some friends. I didn't want, couldn't do much. I started surfing and I was mm-hmm. stoked. But where we were staying is uh, in Popoyo got worked. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It worked. And so um, the only reason I saw it is because I follow the, the um, hostels we were staying at. And mm. it was right. And they were like, one of the dudes is from, the dude that owns Cafe Con Leche it's this really cool place in Papaya. oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think I went there I think yeah, I saw it's, it it's near Magrock yeah 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 so he this guy who owns that he's a, from Montreal and he was like an airplane engineer or something like that he oh, designed wow. he designed some crazy design for some engineer and then sold it and then he's like boom see you later yep moved to Nicaragua but awesome. he's trying to help and look for donations and that kind of stuff and um oh okay yeah, I mean, I don't know, it's crazy, but yeah, because the way I can remember Popoyo is like it's not it's not necessarily like a peninsula, but it almost is like just everything is on that sort of yeah. waterfront right there, right? And there's so, like a big river that runs through it. It gets it floods quite a bit, I think. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. there's two. I think it was two hurricanes in a row or something. Damn. Awful. But anyway, yeah, I think that's that kind of stuff. Is like the cool thing about travel is you get to appreciate where we are, and you get to f- mm-hmm. fall in love with like the simple part of life, but you also realize how mass just, how bad they can be destroyed so fast because the infrastructure is just like, 
you're living on the water you're not you know and then just mm-hmm. like oh, we get it so easy up here with weather yeah i know we're, we're pretty like moaning because it doesn't snow more than a foot or people yeah. are like, like here comes the worst storm in the decade yeah but yeah i think it's um, growing up in Tawasson, they've been the people of Tawasson have been talking about the massive tsunami that's going to come take right. us out at some point. <laughs> Though my whole life, it's been like, it's going to be huge, <laughs> and then and then and then they're like, but thank goodness for Victoria because Vancouver Island's going to like settle the blow, like you know, <laughs> it's like they're going to take out the island first, and then we're going to get the residual waves that'll then come, and it's like anybody that's on Tawasson Beach is like just completely doomed, and they're all like five four million dollar places now wow. down there. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, we're still waiting for. It, that so. must have been something in your life because I I hear about like the you know the the San Andreas fault line whatever it is I guess it goes through I mean, maybe I'm totally off here but, right um, my geography is useless but um, so is mine yeah it's actually my it was actually my best class in high school and I'm horrible at geography what? yeah oh, I don't I didn't even took geography in high school I don't even remember that being an elective oh, it was but different for us I think I'm not like, gonna lie I was pretty stoned all through high school oh yeah so. I, oh man I hear you. I started <laughs> when we was twelve. Oh. But I remember being on mushrooms in high school a few times. Oh, wow. I didn't yeah. go quite that far, but um, yeah. <laughs> but I hear I made it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, like the, the idea of like the the fault lines and the earthquakes, it's is mm-hmm. like I never heard about it because in Ontario, we're just like, it's mm-hmm. nothing going on. It's like humid and that's it. Right. But like I come here and I hear about it a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's got to be. If Tawasson saved from Victoria, everything from Victoria is going to float into Tawasson. If it happens, yeah, it's going to be true. like, yeah. But I guess I wonder if that'll happen. I wonder when that'll go. I wonder, mm. like, apparently it's very overdue. So I don't know. We'll see. Because it's part of, like, I'm going to get this so wrong, probably. The plates um, shifting. <laughs> yeah, but isn't there the? There's the Pacific Pacific plates, but there's like. I'm not gonna bring it up. Never mind. I know. I'm like, I didn't think we were gonna be talking about earthquakes when I walked in your door today. We talk about anything. <laughs> Have you been it. in an earthquake or any crazy storm, like in a tornado or somewhere? Like been? Um, no, I haven't. Um, I think the last time I went traveling, though, I met some guys that were living in some like I think it was like the Cayman Islands or something like cr- crazy beautiful place, yeah. and they had been through. They had just finished being through a gnarly like hurricane and it was just they told us the stories it was seemed really crazy but no i i haven't been i haven't just you know our normal stuff around here i think west and coast doesn't get much you guys get heavy rain that's about it yeah. or we i guess yeah. i remember my, my hometown ontario we was a, there was i was in two tornadoes oh wow one was in barry in 1984 i was six it was like a really famous tornado that hit ontario i've barry, been to barry ontario <laughs> yeah really I yeah have, yeah. Nice. yeah so <laughs> i grew up there just inside of there but that's kinda, oh, okay but my brother used to be a professional like a a competitive swimmer mm-hmm. for the Trojans, and uh, oh, wow. uh, tornado hit Barry. And my mom and I were going to pick him up from swimming practice, and he was staying at his uh, friend's house after practice. Tornado ripped through town and mowed down every house except uh, in this area, except for the house he was in. No way. Yeah, uh, it was like you drive through. There was like <clears throat> you'd have to. You couldn't really drive the whole way because there was like. You know, power lines over and stuff in homes. He was like, totally. You drive by and just see like staircases and like oh, and chimneys, wow. and that was it mowed down. And then one time, survivor was fine. Um, <laughs> okay, good. And then uh, the one time we were in a, my parents had a, we had a boat when I was younger, and we were out mm-hmm. uh, moored onto this like on the side of the island in Georgian Bay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's these, it's not even funny. It's super funny. It's not funny at all. So there's this huge boat beside us. Like we have a all right boat. We're all sleeping on it and stuff, and. So there's a boat besides these guys are just raging and I'm like, Partying. I guess I'm, yeah, I'm probably like, I'm probably 10 or 11 now. I don't know. Okay. What, maybe. <clears throat> and, um, okay. So you're on your boat. Yeah. We're on a boat. Okay. Tied, like we're in a dock. There's maybe other, six other boats. And so I'll just, it's an Island. So you go there and you camp and stuff, but okay. we're, we sleep on our boat. Cool. Um, and there was a boat besides that was bigger than ours. And it's like, these guys are just raging, right? They had like all their tarps up and stuff and they're just like fucking partying. Anyway. Love it. <laughs> so it's funny. 
And you're like, I want to be over on their boat. <laughs> the party, I, well, I, didn't, I didn't even know what, I was like, I was, yeah, I was young, right? So I didn't even know what partying really was. I mean, I was, I would probably would have done it, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so tornado comes, it starts to pick up storm. We hear on the radio, it's like, you know, you check the weather forecast and stuff when the Coast Guard's like, hey, you know, weather warning and small crap warning and stuff. And so we're parked there. So the tornado comes through and it's fucking screaming, right? So like. What? Is there different levels of tornadoes? Like yeah, side, yeah. like side, like is this like. Well, like, there's just levels of power. Yeah. But like the Great Lake ones are crazy because there's so much cold. Like, are they hot picking air. up boats? I mean, so obviously some tornadoes probably oh, could. Oh, yeah. This, but like. Um, yeah. Let me, <laughs> okay. So, okay. Sorry. Uh, this one's not crazy big, but um, I guess in the Great Lakes, there's lots of like thermals. And I mean, you oh. get you get lake effect snows a lot of times in, in Ontario or other parts of that whole area. The lakes are big enough that they change temperature as much like faster than the oceans do. So a cold lake. Right can create snow or hot air or whatever it is a hot warm lake creates snow hmm. uh it creates wind patterns and everything else but so we get a tornado and these dudes are just raging right and they're just now they're wasted they can't tornado hits at like maybe nine o'clock at night and mm-hmm. they can't like collectively it's dangerous it's not funny it's funny because it's fine but they can't get their shit together because they're now they're just like smashed There's, like six yeah. of them yeah and so we're in our, our boat we got all the tarps up we're like holding on zippers are like busting and i'm like crying right like, oh my god my, my mom's like get in if i can i don't know screaming <laughs> the boat so our dinghy boat gets ripped off and sucked it like it gets ripped away oh my god we had like a little dinghy boat in the back and then uh it's going and going it's crazy and like everyone's kind of freaking out it's mm-hmm. like and our boat's rocking so anyway it passes fairly quickly but you know does some damage <laughs> Wow. Then we get out. I look out. The other guy's boat, all their tarps, they had them all like wrapped up. You know, they wrapped them up like yep. in the, they're gone. They're floating in the water. Like there's their fucking boats mangled. Our dinghy swung out and got jammed between their boat and the dock. So now it's just mashed. Like it's like a, it was like a fiberglass, like little four person mm-hmm. boat. It was mashed. Anyway, I don't know where I was going with the story, but these, these dudes are now like trying to get their boat parts out of the water and they're still like, they're, now they're just hung over and like they just went through a fucking tornado. <laughs> So like everyone else is like, oh, everyone else. Real buzzkill. Yeah. They're all coming to the boats like, what just happened? Right. It's like, uh, so we, like, that's like, we wake up in the morning and yeah, those things just whip up. I don't know. Wow. I would be so like, if I was that young, especially that must have been yeah. like traumatizing. Oh yeah. Like you but don't like, cause you're in a boat and it's rock. How could you sleep after that? You'd be like, you'd just think it was going to come back around again at yeah. you and, or something. That would be it's, so crazy. It's weird. To see. It was just, it was fine it was scary but they, do you remember the movie twister when we were a kid like <laughs> yeah. come on the like that four truck in that book in the movie. yeah Sorry. i do remember that yeah, actually sweet. yeah but i'm a truck girl uh, yeah, yeah though that like that movie uh scared the shit out of me really uh, yeah? I, th- I found it to be very i think tornadoes are very scary i that freaks me out well they are i mean like they're pretty fucked up but like because they're, they're kind of weird and selective um i don't know i mean it's always just like hot air and cold air coming together and they pass mm. but mm-hmm. I, I mean out west like I, there's the odd thunderstorm, the odd lightning storm, but um, I think oh, we talked about Mexico earlier. Yeah, um, I've been there once, and the storm that I saw, like those, those like southern South American storms, when you see them off the coast, mm-hmm. it's it's so sick because you don't get storms like that in BC. Yeah, we get mm-hmm. them off the coast, but then Ontario gets crazy lightning and thunder. Mm-hmm. But you don't get that out here, so you kind of like storm storm depraved i guess that yeah and i mean when we get thunder or like i mean lightning and stuff it's usually like in that springtime kind of early summer or whatever and it's just not it's nothing too hectic but um, you know nowadays it's just like the culprit of starting fires now it's like devastating but yeah it's like super warm all of a sudden it'll be like there's lightning there's an electric storm coming Mm -hmm. two minutes of rain eight lightning strikes and boom you got like forest fires totally like an entire village is being vacated and or uh yeah did you do you, have you did you ever live in Pemberton? 
No, I no. haven't ever lived in Pemby, but no. yeah. Somebody I think so. there, there was like a real estate up there. There was uh, that fire in Pemby. I remember seeing like like photos of it right by the road. Yeah, uh, by the meadows stuff, but yeah, just this last year yeah. wasn't. Uh, yeah, well, the, oh yeah, there was oh, that one by the meadows. Yep, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Remember, yeah. it was like coming down the mountain. Even when you drive out the Pemby Meadows Road, you can still so see crazy. it's all singed. But yeah, then there was this last one this year in Lillooet, right? I don't <clears> across the water. In I knew, but I don't know if I saw it. Yeah, but yeah, I, I like uh, storms. Uh, our nature, our, our world is fucked up we're doomed yeah <laughs> yeah but imagine being by a volcano i'm glad we've all been through a pandemic now though that's great we haven't even through it yet i think <laughs> no. we got i mean uh, yeah. we've endured it though it's crazy like trying not to talk about it yeah because it's like it's like you it's just have like to... real estate everybody talks about it every single day all day long uh, yeah right yeah. <laughs> real estate. i gotta learn more about real estate for sure um i but, teach you yeah i well i have a little place in the island um, and I learned mm-hmm. a bit about that. Are you, we chatted about that like a long time ago. Remember? I, yeah. Is it a one bedroom? Two That's bedroom? a little two bedroom. Like two a little, bedroom, yeah. yeah. It's like right by the homeless shelter there. Yeah. Something's fuzzing. I think maybe it's your phone. It's, is your phone, are you getting a text right now? Oh, are you kidding me? This thing doesn't stop. Boom. I'm like, why is this, why am I getting these fuzzy noises? I thought it was me. It doesn't, this thing never stops. All right, cool. Sorry. So it just, yeah. Does it help if I. Don't keep it on the counter. Okay, fine. <laughs> Sorry. Should have told me that in the beginning. Like. I didn't know it was your phone. I was trying to figure out, I don't, I don't know anything about audio. I'm like, I just kind of wing it every time. So I'm like, what's that fucking noise? I turned my phone off. Anyway, I'm glad I figured it out. <laughs> Sorry, I'm time. just blowing up over here. No big deal. It's all good. Yeah, nobody <laughs> texts me. We're all good. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I, we talked about a bunch of random things, but I, I'm mm-hmm. curious, um, dirt bike and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Wet panties is the name of my dirt bike. Ah, uh, okay. Right. Is yeah. it really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to, is it? There's a long, it's, it's back to my, uh, ATVing days right. is where it? it's an inside joke. Cause oh, okay. I used to, it would, even, you know, I was saying like, if you start in the morning and you right. work all day, right. well, I mean, you'd work even through like the craziest rainstorms and right. stuff like, I mean, it's just raining all day long. And you know, we had like the Helly Hansen gear, the, this gear, the, all doesn't the, matter. The, doesn't matter. And, yeah. it, and you know what? Like you stand up and you like ride standing up, but you're doing like four or five tours a day. Yeah. So eventually you just sit down and i was just like it was this thing i used to always be like i am so sick and tired of having wet panties all day long all day long i'm freaking soaked constantly i just hated it so um but anyways and then my friends that the that i all worked with um they would make fun of me all the time and they used to call me wet panties so i was like and then i got my dirt bike like three years ago yeah and uh first like week out on it i it was just pouring rain the whole week and i was like so stoked to have my ktm that i was just like no matter what i'm going out yeah and so i just called her wet panties because it just reminded me of that it's better than dry panties probably right i don't know (laughs) i'm not sure if it's better than that sorry i don't know that means anything but yeah it sounds like i I mean i'm pretty sure it's always more fun yeah yeah, it's funny funny nicknames are funny eh? because you can't make up your own nickname and if you do everyone's like shut up yeah, but yeah. If you get one, sometimes you get a nickname like I don't want that nickname, and then right. it's like you, you have no choice. That's your nickname mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. But if you go with it, it's fine, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I would hate to have like like if your last name was something shitty and you just got worked your whole life, <laughs> yeah. or it rhymes yeah. with something dumb and you have to deal with it your whole life. Oh yeah, yeah. That would be. I brutal. think it's funny when people have like when someone's like named their kid Rob and they have like kid's name is Bob and he's like four yeah you can't like there's like there's like a there's a name to like for adults and names are for kids yeah they sound way older than they actually are with their <laughs> yeah name. like there's names like if like if your name was thurman or something like that like those names <laughs> don't they don't exist anymore right like I, yeah. it's funny that like i, I don't know anybody like don't be names i'm Gertrude. so bad i can't think of any of the top of my head but i totally like Gertrude or like meredith i mean yeah. meredith sorry i know some meredith i apologize <laughs> shit 
I have to cut this out. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm also in my head being like, please don't name off any of your friends that you have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And even like, mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of my name, but like, um, have you ever looked up what your name means? Like, have you looked no, up? No. Uh, well, yeah. You know, like how you sometimes you get those little like cards that are like on the like, keychains and stuff like that or whatever. Right. I definitely have seen Matt. I don't know Madison though. You know, for the longest time when I was a kid, all those things were like Sarah would be everywhere and stuff. Madison wasn't a, a name that like, you know, was on keychains and name tags and stuff until I was about probably about 13. And then get- Madison started popping up way more. Oh, but, Madison means daughter of Maud and strength in battle. Oh. From Germanic mot, strength, might, strong. plus hild equals battle. There you go. Wait, what was the last part again? It says, it says uh, Madison means daughter of Maud, which I guess Maud's a name, obviously. It oh, sounds French. Um, a strength in battle. So I kick some ass. Yeah. Uh, Germanic mot, M-H-A-T. I don't know what that means. And huh. then strength slash might plus hild. H-I-L-D, I don't know what that means. Mm. But like Hilda, that was probably a name. That used to be a name. Hilda. Hilda. Right. Yep. Unless your name was Hilda. Unless your name was Hilda, that'd be crazy. Um, no, Hildy. Hildy, yeah, right? Hey, Hildy. Nobody names your stuff anymore. <laughs> so funny, but uh, yeah, my name means Little King. I was just going to say, what is your name? Little King? That's yeah. really cute. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I huh. think. Yeah. And then Proctor is like, um, give you take a test. And if you're like in university, you're taking a test, there's somebody in the room as a proctor and they're the ones who oversee. Oh, yeah. Like if you're taking your real estate test and the, your instructor's not there, mm-hmm. they just have someone who's willing to oversee the class and be like, hey, don't cheat, you know, whatever. And that person's called a proctor? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. And back in I, the, I do, knew, I do know, know that that name was, yeah. it meant something or was something, yeah. Because now there's like, uh, well, back in the day, your name just was, your last name was pretty much what you did. Okay. So like if you're like a blacksmith or black or smith, whatever else, if you're a blacksmith, you became, that was your last name. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, like medieval times before like, okay. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Before dark. What's that one? Uh, I had a good joke. I just ruined it. But, um, oh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, uh, yeah, I think, um, have you ever done like that 23 and me thing where you like check your, no, what I have always wanted to, because my family history is like, I think in general, just pretty lame. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't think, <laughs> I don't know why I, I mean, too. I literally just think I know majority of my mom's family and stuff is all from Saskatchewan, Saskatoon, right. whatever the prairies. Yeah. And then my dad's family is just for the longest time, like been in, in like BC and, and right. just like in rich, like, you know, Tawasin and Richmond and stuff. But I don't know anything about like our extended history and family. And I do, I have, my sisters have told me that somewhere down the line, we have like some Italian gypsy in us, which just sounds super cool. But like, yeah, who probably. knows if that's just a random fact or lie or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but yeah, I really want to do it. Cause I want to see if there's something cool in there or like what the bloodlines really are. Yeah. I think it'd be cool too. I, I have asked my mom, she's like, well, your grandmother's from Quebec and we found a, a relative on the East coast in Newfoundland. And I was like, well, that's probably Irish Scottish. But then I was like, if I, then somebody, I heard some, consp- I don't know if you're a conspiracy theorist person, but I entertained some of them just because I think it's funny, but not, not the crazy ones, but uh, I never get into it, but I definitely know people get passionate about it. That's for sure. sure. I don't, I'm not, I don't get passionate about anything. I'm just like, but the one I'm curious about is if you, uh, somebody mentioned about, um, if we give them all, if we give, like we go and get our DNA tested to see where we're from. Yeah. And then these, then these companies become not private anymore and the government gets control of them. They're like, now everybody has everybody's DNA knows you're from everything else. Oh, of course. But they would think that. I think yep. the draw, I want to find, I think they would find out. Because like, yeah. I have half a thing from Quebec, but I don't think we're French. Like Proctor's not, I don't know if it's a French word. Okay. But um, yeah, I, I'm yeah, always I think just, I just have some English, like there's English background in there and stuff. And right. then, 
yeah, no clue. But it would be fun to know. It'd be cool to go There's on definitely like, infidelity along the way. You know, you don't really know where you're <laughs> yeah. where you're really coming from. I think all the things that we think are taboo now are probably just things that happened. Someone said they were taboo back in the day. Like infidelity is probably. I mean. It's huge. It's it was yeah. probably bigger than it is now. Yeah, back yeah. In the day. It's no well, way... and then now it's just widely talked about. Whereas yeah. back then it was you just never talked about. Uh, yeah. Right. Like wives, even if they knew, they never said anything. Right. Because mm-hmm. you didn't want to rock the boat. Nowadays, everybody rocks the boat. Oh yeah, the boat's empty. Everyone's <laughs> yeah. off it. <laughs> the boat has been. Yeah, my parents got divorced when I was like fifteen. So I was kind of aware. I guess it was two. We would probably wouldn't obviously been memories of your parents being together. But I was fifteen, so mm-hmm. I never looked into my. But I looked into my dad's side and. There's definitely a lot of Scottish and stuff there. Oh, cool, yeah. Me. Mm-hmm. But um, I always think that if you can do a good accent, it's probably got some heritage in there. Okay. Like if you can like do, if you can imitate a good accent that's somewhere, a, that's a cool thought. I like that. I figure. I don't know. It I'm, seems like apparently I'm just Canadian then because I suck at accents. <laughs> I'm well, it so could just terrible. be how far removed you are. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But do you um, speaking of conspiracies or anything? Do you believe in aliens? Um, you, should, yeah. That's an actually an interesting question. Or just like I, the I, word alien, like just like a, do you believe like there's something else flying around? Extraterrestrial life be, right? out there. I mean, I probably, I, yeah, I think it's definitely like possible. Yeah. I think what's crazy is to think that we're the only planet that has right. like something living on it. Whereas yeah. that we just don't have enough like knowledge yet of anything right. else out, out there. But I mean, do I think that aliens would come to this planet and stuff? Like, I don't really know, but... I mean, yeah, I, my I brain is, I've never know. taken my brain there. Oh yeah. I think about <laughs> once in a while, I think about like, if, if we, if we exist, what's the chance of something else existing? Right. And then I'm like, this all parallel universe kind of stuff. I'm like, I, I read this thing about deja vus. I mean, it's pretty common. Oh, I but, had the hugest deja vu last night right. with girlfriends and I hadn't like in my bubble, although I was just with my bubble last <laughs> 40 night. 40 people? No, no, no yeah. it was two, it was yeah. two, uh, three girlfriends in right. total. Um, and it, I, one I hadn't had one in, I don't even, I have absolutely no idea when the last time I had a deja vu was, but right. I like last night I was like, eh, and it happened, you know what? It lasted for like at least 30 to 60 seconds. <laughs> right. That's pretty long. <sighs> Yeah. Like, I've been here before. This has happened before. It's freaky. Yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Cause like, because it must come to you in a dream or something, right? Like, does I do strongly believe that I think if you have that, it means like you're in the right place at the right time mm-hmm. or, or like, because you obviously had some sort of right. premonition that that has happened before, right. you know, like. It seems to me like people call it, when it's a positive thing, they call it a deja vu. When it's a negative thing, they call it a, they had a vision. I feel like there's like, oh. they, they name different things, right? But. Um, oh, interesting. I read on this, I follow this thing on Instagram called theories of everything or something like that. And they put up a bunch of bullshit, but they said today they were like, <laughs> a theory is like, yeah, it's awful. But they said that a theory is like when you have a deja vu, it's another realm or like a different dimension that's, that's happening simultaneously with you that crosses over. Oh. And I'm like, I don't know if that's, that's true That's a bit too far-fetched for me to think <laughs> yeah. about. Yeah. I, I'm not saying I believe it. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm saying... <laughs> it's it, like, the, the, so like that exact same scenario is happening within somewhere, yeah, another like, planet or something or like there's, another... There's theories that... Um, I watch a lot of Joe Rogan and stuff, so he's, he's got some people on there talking about like um, theorists and stuff. And okay. They're saying that the idea that we are in a simulation is probably more... Um, the the chances of it are... What's, what'd they say? The... Um, uh, the probability of it being a simulation is more probable than it not being one that we're okay. in right now. Oh, interesting. I don't think about these things a lot. I just think when I hear about them, I'm like, oh, I, I'm not, I would never say that's, that's not real at all. But uh, weird shit happens in when day to day, right? Like, oh, yeah. You're like, wait a second. Did that just like when you're just like when you think you saw something or just like, yeah, deja vu, something like that, that happens. And it's yeah. worth our brain is like, I don't know. It's probably just working overtime. Oh, man. Because do you meditate at all or anything like that? 
<laughs> I try. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely try to. I I get really, I again, like going back to like being a workaholic and just how stressful this job is. Right. I think about the fact, like my, like I deal with like a bunch of anxiety and stuff, obviously, but I just mm. constantly just kind of keep pushing through. Right. And I'm always in my head, I'm like, you should stop and you should meditate for like five minutes and like right. calm your heart rate down and just like chill, you know, because I get like cold sweats and like I'm right. just like on fight or flight mode pretty much all day long every single day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really do try. I, I have, I mean, I think it's meditating can be hard for everybody, but I want to watch I, TV when I meditate. Yeah. I just like, ah, I'm just like, what am I going to do? It's tough, yeah. right? I yeah. normally will watch, like I have a couple apps and stuff or whatever that I usually go on and try to, I need to be coached like through sure. it. Yeah. Otherwise I'll just totally be like thinking about work while I'm just sitting in a cross-legged yeah. position. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I try. I, I, have a, I just picked up um, more like a Wim Hof breathing and stuff. Oh, so cool. I've kind of been like yeah. in lieu of meditating, I've been trying to like focus on breath and right. my girlfriend Shannon Frame is, um, she does breath work now. Um, she's a breath work facilitator and it's really oh, cool. rad and she's kind of right. opened my eyes to that um, life. And I think once you start opening yourself to breathing, it's I it, you start to notice it way more around you obviously right. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty incredible. Like I, mo- a lot of people that I know especially in whistler like they really find breath super powerful so yeah i've been really enjoying that because you can like hallucinate stuff with with breath work apparently like yeah just, it's I, I incredible like breathe, like when you get circles and stuff the oxygen right. in your body like that yeah, yeah. i saw um I, I saw a bit of his me and Adam talked about it too a couple days ago um, this like, yeah, like as if I'm on your podcast after like you have people like Mark Emma, uh, like, well, he's probably, he's the pinnacle of my podcast right now, <laughs> oh, but yeah, nice. yeah, no, uh, I've well, known Mark so for a long to time. Yeah. I'm starting to hear it's cool. I think, I think I've seen a lot of podcasts and I've watched a lot of them, but mine are like, I watch a lot of like goofy stuff and comedy stuff and everything else. And so yeah. like, um, I just think uh, unless I know, like I've had like nutritionists on and you know, experts or I've had a couple experts mm-hmm. on, but like, I don't know. I don't. I don't, I can't keep a train of thought directly long enough to have a conversation with somebody about the same thing for like an hour. Yeah. 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 Like we've been talking about random things because I can't, I literally can't focus on stuff for long enough to have like a good, <laughs> so I have, I, it's gotta be this or it's, it won't make sense. Well, um, and it's cool. Cause I think sometimes your conversations can go into super incredible like areas mm-hmm. and stuff and it's not planned. So that's super right. fun. Yeah. And then sometimes you might have like one where it's just, you know, the opposite or something. You never, yeah, you I never can, really know what you're going to get when you keep it casual. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can tell like, you know, I didn't like Mark and I talked about like, um, med- that's why I asked meditation. Cause we talked about it a bunch on the last podcast. Oh yeah. Like, cool. He's been doing it for like 20 years. Wow. I was like, I didn't, I, I didn't know. I figured he was probably doing an animal when he was a kid, mm-hmm. but well, not a kid, but you know, he's 20, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So I just feel like I've tried meditation once in a while. I just can't, I think the app's probably good, mm-hmm. but, um, so did he give you any uh, meditation techniques? Yeah, he told me about this. Um, oh, I forget, but it's he uses a, uh, like a band that gives like his radio waves. Oh, cool! He connects to his phone, so he puts he connects and then puts his phone down, and then it gives you sounds and <clears throat> like stuff to focus on. Oh, okay. And so, yeah, it's guided essentially, but it checks your mm-hmm. brain waves and it somehow it knows. It sees if your brain's moving fast or slow or whatever, and it's like, hey, like if it's hard to. I don't know if I it can adjust it right like yeah. it, it adjusts your yeah so I've been I like pretty much do everything under uh, under the sun like in terms of like self-care right because I just feel like I physically have to in order to live long right. yeah. um but I've been doing like I always see Dom Valley for like acupuncture and I see right. like Chanel uh Smythe at I mean basically the Whistler Clinic is like the place to be right now yeah, it's like sure. awesome there so um but um my other girlfriend Crystal that's there she does this neuro neurofeedback work now right so yeah I've been I've been going to that and it's crazy because cool. people are like yeah you know, do, do you think it does anything like how do you know like is it, is it just kind of whatever I mean 
when I put that thing on and like when I go there for half an hour and I put the thing on, then you, you're like, she just has this really rad screen that can kind of totally zone you out and yeah. you just watch these like rad, like d- shapes and stuff moving and whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I leave there, I can feel my brain feels a little bit fatigued, which is right. really cool because I feel like that means it's, it's doing something to your brain. Yeah. If I'm, le- yeah. Like if I'm leaving and my brain feels like it's, it's, I, it's different than when I walked in, I'm like, right. it did something. So and That's I've heard cool. really great feedback about it. So. Really, hey? Yeah. I check it out. Because I'm always curious. Like, you're like, you've seen like adrenaline. So you're like dirt biking and stuff. So other than like trying to be calm, how do you get like these, you just to get it out, to go and like smash throttle? you like, what do they call throttle therapy or something? <laughs> is that what it is? I don't know. I don't want to say something dumb. I don't want to sound like a cliche. I mean, yeah, I, it totally. So for me, I love sports that allow me to be off of my phone. Sure. So right. snowboarding isn't even enough for me because you nah. get it on a chairlift and then the first thing I do is usually like whip out the phone and be like, hey, where are you at? What chairlift? Are you? You're on your phone, you know? Yeah. So, Dirt biking and like mountain biking are like two sports that are just like you, you're, I'm all, I don't even look at my phone. And I mean, I have some pretty awesome people like Cups and right. Dauntus and Tyler, like I like love to be with those guys. And I mean, they're, it's just rad. I, we, we go explore places and check out new zones and stuff. And it's just a really good time. And, right. and I like sports that I can get better at too. So like, I mean, I, I grew up on ATVs, but with dirt biking, it's like, I can, I mean, I bought like a 350. So oh, really? nice. yeah, I, I definitely need to learn a bit more about how to like throw it around. But right. I mean, it's just so much fun. Like, I don't know. I've talked about dirt biking a bunch. I don't think I'm, I'm like, I'm into it. I think it's cool, but I'm just like, I don't know if I could be a dirt bike guy. Oh. I don't know. Like I just led for a while and it's really fun, but it's so like, I guess it's difficult to get good at it and I get frustrated fast. Oh, uh, because, oh trust me. Right. Everybody gets frustrated yeah. dirt biking. I can't, I, it sounds pretty fun. I, I, it'd be cool because like, you have a 350? I, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, you should try it. I feel like you'd, yeah, yeah. it'd be pretty cool. I think what, what's got me confused, not confused, but like one thing is like, um, on a sled, you just gas it and you go. Uh-huh. On a dirt bike, you're like you just twist, just, just I know, just but when you're trying to change gears and stuff, anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna get big fun for this. But um, I are you an, are you an automatic driver? No, no, I drive standard cars for sure. Yeah. Well, then what's that? There's nothing different. It You'd just be seems fine. like yeah. You just listen to the revs and right. Yeah, you're good. I'll check it out someday. Oh, yeah, you will for sure. You get dirt bike. Maybe I'll even let you borrow wet panties. All right. Yeah. Sweet. Sure. After you've first experienced on somebody else's bike. Yeah. Like I, so, uh, <laughs> I was talking the other day, I was talking about taking, like just taking the uh, motorcycle test, uh, mm-hmm. just to get on it for like three or four days, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not cheap. And I think they stopped doing it for a while because the whole, COVID yeah. Thing. Cause you can't do the COVID in person stuff. Right. Yeah. That was kind of, I think it was difficult. Right. So you had to like go into the shop. I think they're doing it. I don't know if, well, now we're kind of in our second wave of lockdown or whatever, but I don't know if they're yeah. doing it again, but it was back up and running. Oh, okay. But anyways, I mean, it's something good, to, I think, to have under your belt. But I, I also, like, I, I got my first motorcycle in 2013, I think. Okay, right. So I had, like, a Yamaha Virago. And I oh, thought really? it was cool because it, like it looked like a Harley, yeah, but it wasn't. It's super weird the handlebars are closing up front. <laughs> yeah. But did you, um, so, you, so you had a road bike first? Yeah. yeah cool. Sweet. Yeah. Nice. And yeah. then I didn't like, um, I did a motorcycle exam, like, um, course I paid I think it was like 800 bucks or something I paid for it to like teach me about like all the smart things to be doing Mm -hmm. and at that course the most beneficial thing of it was that they had all these different bikes you could try so I always thought the crotch rockets were just like so lame because that's how I grew up being taught that they were lame um and then I realized once I got on when I was like holy smokes this is fun like but so dangerous like I I'm like a need for speed kind of person and Mm -hmm. I'm like I'd probably kill myself on something like that yeah um and then I also tried a dirt bike there too. Like they had like uh, dual sport bikes. And so I, again, I got on the dirt bike and I was like, wow, this is way more comfortable than like I thought it would be. Right. But I mean, not for like long distances, but anyways, yeah. Yeah. Dirt biking I, is fun. 
It looks like pretty fun. I just see the guys at the track with like a good time. Yeah. Track. And you know what's so funny? I mean, my buddies have been trying to get me to go to the track for a yeah. couple of years now, but for some reason that just doesn't, I've like, had some friends have some serious bad crashes being out there because it's like your adrenaline gets going and mm. you want to, you're being competitive. Right. Whereas for me, I'm like, I'm competitive in my everyday life. Right. I just want to go out and get to the top of a mountain and drink a beer, you know, like, yeah, actually it's a nude because I don't drink beer, but all yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, nude. Um, <laughs> those are actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I they go down easy. Yeah, I think it'd be, I mean, dirt bikes are rad. I think it'd be cool to just be able to get up the access to get up, especially around here. Yeah. I mean, like yeah, like, I mean, Squamish has like incredible like zones to go to, yeah. but also, I mean, around here, like for me, it's like I'll work all day and then I'll pretty much end up doing like, you know, an hour or two or pretty much two hours in that at the end of the day in the summer times, especially when we have the, the light out that much. Yeah, and then it's just, you know, Sprout. There's lots of trails out in Sprout. There's cabins we can get up to. I mean, if you just need a quick rip, like the Sioux is great for that sort of yeah. stuff. And and then there's Pemby and you got some more single track and stuff in Pemby too. But I mean, Squamish is, I think, really the mecca of it seems like dirt biking. Yeah, it seems like Squamish has everything. Squamish does everything. I mean, yeah. it really like, I mean, it's very, I find it to be very appealing. Like as a realtor that does the whole sea to sky, like I constantly sell all of my friends into right. all of the zones and I, Squamish is so appealing. And like, I want to buy like a townhouse down there with like right. a double car garage and you know, for like maybe like 700, 800 grand. Right. Cause that can get you a one bedroom condo in Whistler. It's crazy. Hey? <laughs> but like, but I, I just can't give up the Whistler lifestyle though. Uh, I hear you. I've been like, thinking about like, it's hard. Like Stuff. I don't, even though I want that double car garage and the lifestyle so bad, it's that I, I just don't think I can like give up waking up at like 7am and being on the hill within like a heartbeat and having a couple runs and coming off the hill and getting to your office. Like, yeah, it's tough. Like I'm, I, this is the year I was talking, talking about this the other day and just like, this is where, because I, I'm going to probably have a lot of time off this winter, which I'm stoked on. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try and ski as much as I can to see. I'm trying to see if I still have the stoke for skiing, if I want to, if I'm going to get up every day and go, mm-hmm. especially with like, all the barriers now of like, not barriers, but like having to reserve and stuff. Like, oh, <clears> it, trust me. I want to go tomorrow because it's the snow gnarly. and I didn't reserve. And now I'm like, I can't go and I'm getting, I'm, oh, I'm, you can. You just have to sit here and refresh I've been refreshing. for I'm kind of like, hours. this podcast has got me torn away from my refreshing, but like, okay, good. um, yeah, I just think I just gave up my Monday spot a minute, like right before I got here. <laughs> I should have called you first. Damn it, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like as a single person, whatever else, like in Squamish, a bit different. But like if you're living in Whistler, it's, everything's so easy to do, mm-hmm. so close by. And I feel like if I had to drive somewhere, and Squamish is awesome. I got family who lives down there, but like mm. you're always got to drive somewhere if you mm-hmm. want to go skiing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the barrier's different. And then it's, now it's probably okay because the highway's not so busy. But but um, summer life, I think, is when killer. Squamish comes to yeah, life, right? Like dirt biking too, for sure. And the do life. Yeah. The do life. The do life. What do you mean? Sea doing. Oh, everybody's yeah. everybody's sea doing. I know. I see like no limits. Ex- is yeah. Got their People their are, niche is down pat. <laughs> yeah, it's sick. I saw. Um, there's this. This is actually pretty stupid. But um, I saw this this thing you you can dock your sea doo into, and it becomes it makes it like a little three or four seater boat. So oh, you, you drive it's like it's like a it's like the front of a boat. It's okay, like a, it's like a U shape. I yeah, think yeah. It's probably, I think it's probably stupid. I don't know. I've just saw it on his, on Facebook. So it's like if you want to go out with the fam I and not go out by yourself, you just like put it into and then it's got like a couple extra seats. Yeah, and it's probably just like the sea doo. The sea doo becomes the engine and everything for it, right? Yeah, and then you still have to sit there and drive. But I think it's like. 
don't know how it works. And I, oh, I haven't seen that. Someone's yeah, going to tell look me. It I'm up. Like, yeah. And it's, you're like, this is a stupid proctor, but, um, no, I, I'm like seriously con. I have so many friends that have, it and they just are like rate. And trust me, like, I mean, I spent a bunch of time boating this last year too. And I just want a boat so bad. It's super cool. But yeah. I mean, I think like, I'm like, maybe I should start with a do. <laughs> CD well, first. Did you get the expedition ones? Like I ain't my buddy, Andrew Campbell. Uh, he went like mm-hmm. up the coast, like a thousand kilometers, with a couple of buddies forever. Yeah. Um, just a full tour. And he's got like, they're like 20 grand for like the full, the pimped out ones. Yeah. Though. Yeah. I guess like I say with the, the snowmobile and stuff now, but yeah, yeah, the CD thing pretty, looks pretty rad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> just get a jet ski. <laughs> fucking stupid things. Um, yeah. They I, look rad though. Yeah. They are pretty cool. Well, yeah, <laughs> I don't, cool. um, are you going to ski? You're not, you're work, you're not going to ski anymore. You gave it up, eh? I gave it up. Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of sad about it, but I just have offers on the go and I have just too much right. going on. And I, I rode, um, over the weekend and cool. I just need to, I need to lock down. Get back it, to it gets really stressful when you don't, when I let like emails build up too much, you know, and then, mm-hmm. I mean, it's fun and it's nice to go out and go in the mornings and stuff. But I mean, I just think, yeah, I just, for tomorrow, I just didn't, I just don't have the time. Yeah. You're kind of working for yourself as a realtor, right? Like you're kind of like on your, like you do have like, obviously you work for Whistler Real Estate or Remax or whatever it is or something, but like. Remax. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I'm just saying like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. A but, brokerage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you still, you still work for your, like you're still working for yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm definitely a sole proprietor. I de- I'm my own boss and everything right. for sure. But yeah. you, I, I pay Remax to be right. a part of them. Like I, I use their name and their umbrella to Cause market. If, and Cause if you want to have your own license, if you under have your own license, it'd be a probably astronomical fees to keep it going. Right. Well, I, I pay for all my own licensing fees every oh, okay, year right. and I, again, every, all that jazz for sure. Right. Um, which isn't cheap as well. Like it's not, it's not cheap to be in this business for, that's uh, no. for sure but i mean if you became a if i got my broker license and became my own broker then i could have actually my own brokerage okay um but you know there's lots of politics behind that and stuff and it's just like it's just not what i want to do and (laughs) right yeah yeah, you don't you don't do yeah for sure it sounds pretty straightforward to me yeah cool well i don't know it's been like an hour hour and a half holy smokes that goes back pretty fast right i think so i feel like i can sit here and talk to you forever yeah well we can keep going yeah i have no i've (laughs) <laughs> no. nothing's going on no, i'm like i probably should yeah go <laughs> one thing i have noticed though is like i'm starting my own business now too and um mm-hmm. i i've uh i've had you know i've had lots of job stuff but i feel like the idea of working for yourself and a realtor or not but um you are just like hey when someone calls you that's that's your time to, to work mm-hmm. you know it's like when they're not calling you you're kind of like trying to be prepared for when they do call you yeah but then when they call you like, you got to be like on it and they could call you like you know what it's my wife and I have been sitting here. My husband and I have been sitting here talking about, and now it's 11 at night. We're, we're going to make an offer. You're like, ah, okay, fine. You're like, and then you're like, I want to go skiing tomorrow morning. Yeah. You know, like that kind of stuff happens, but you have to make that choice because at some point. Oh, and you know what? I think as you get, as you get more and more into the career, like you'll, you start creating more boundaries mm-hmm. because you just feel like you just can't, like you can't, you can't do what I'm physically doing right now for the rest of your life. Although right. like, I feel like, probably Maggie Thornhill has lived that life and that's where she is today. Yeah. Um, but like it just like you will basically, you will completely burn down and, and, and burn out and it's just, but anyways, I mean, um, yeah, I I am. And I, I am that person that if like, if I get asked at 11 o'clock at night to like write an offer, I just, you have to do it. Like you just got to do it. And it's, it's about, helping your client and, and real estate is again, there's so much emotions wrapped up to it that you just have, you have to act really quickly mm-hmm. and it'll be the same for you with your business. Like yeah. if you, you can't not answer the phone, right? Like, cause no. that's going to be a potential new client that wants to hire you. And it's just what you got to do for the first while. It is funny growing up and having to be part of like, you know, but you just have to, yeah, make it happen. Yeah. I have friends who are like, I, I sometimes I wish I'm like, Oh, I could just get a job. It's like, you know, nine to five and get paid by the hour and you're there and you come home and you don't have to think about it. 
But um, I tried that a few times. I just think like sometimes the uncertainty or like the chaos of it all is what you look for. Yeah. Because if, if the I just get bored if it wasn't chaotic and just like, you know, scrambling. Yeah. Oh my gosh, for yeah. sure. And every day is different when you own your own business, I yeah. think too. Like, I mean, every day you're going to deal with a different circumstance or a different, you know, experience for sure. Probably so some weird people trying to buy homes, I bet. Probably some funny people out there. There's all kinds. That is for <laughs> yeah. sure. Well, yeah. um, thanks for talking about real estate with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. No, it's cool. Um, you thanks can come on the show anytime me. you want to, for sure. Um, I think, uh, yeah, it's good. To, it was good to just get um, people who are stoked to come on it and chat. Yeah. Um, I find I ask people and I'm like, hey, do you want to come on? And I'm like, ah, I kind of feel like, should I ask them again? Because I feel like I'm bugging them. Yeah. I liked your post the other day. You were like, yeah. who wants to come on? I was like, I mean, I yeah. do yeah. it. <laughs> I think it's fun because every, I just like to talk to people I know and friends and people, everyone's got something to talk about. Yeah. I yeah. hope I can just drag stuff out of you, but like, yeah, I'll just ask people about aliens if I need to. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Um, I love it. See how people react. Yeah, I don't know. Do you, I mean, you can talk, if you want people to follow you or something on Instagram, you want to, do you care about that? Um, yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, Maddie Nopes is one of my nicknames like right. we were talking about before. Right. So it's uh, M-A-D-Y-N-O-P-E-S. Yep. And right now that's just like my my real, my real personal and real estate handle. So um, that and then my website is just madisonperry.com. Cool, sweet. Yeah. If you want to buy a house or anything, buy a piece of property. Yeah. I mean, see the Sky Corridor if you want any information or just have questions or whatever I'm always happy to help so. Sweet. cool well um, yeah thanks for, for chatting yeah thanks for